This episode is sponsored by our friends at Fujifilm North America. Their X-Series digital cameras and lenses may just give you that creative edge you're looking for in your portraits and events. You'll find everything from 40 megapixel image quality to 40 frames per second bursts, plus unique in-camera film simulation modes and effortless usability. Click the link in the episode description to find the full range. There has never been a better time to invest in your passion, so make sure to click the link. Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. You're listening to the Portrait System Podcast. I'd rather create one masterpiece that is perfect, 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 than doing a lot because it bores me. I think that's the core. I'm getting bored. This is the Portrait System Podcast, a show that helps portrait photographers and people hoping to become one navigate the world of photography, business, money, and so much more. We totally keep it real. We share stories about the incredible ups and the very difficult downs when running a photography business. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and the point of this podcast is for you to learn actionable steps that you can take to grow your own business and also to feel inspired and empowered by the stories you hear. Today's guest is Felicia Schutta, and we have such a great show for you today. Felicia lives and runs her business on a tiny Caribbean island called Bonaire, and she is definitely the definition of making it work. Felicia has won countless awards for her portraits, particularly for maternity photos, and she does it with the bare minimum of equipment. She even jokes about her super small shooting space and old equipment. What I love so much about her, aside from her kind and fun personality, is that Felicia does not need anything fancy to create some of the most breathtaking portraits I've ever seen of pregnant women. She has such a successful business on a tiny island, and she's always brainstorming about how to grow it even bigger. Okay, let's get started with Felicia Schutta. Hi, Felicia. Welcome to The Portrait System. How are you? Nikki, how are you? This is so amazing that I finally talked to you again. (laughs) I'm well, thank you. (laughs) I know. I think the first time we met in person was at the very first Portrait Masters, right? Absolutely. 2017, right? (laughs) Yeah, so you were there with your crew, Bettina and Carenza, from your island, Bonaire. Am I saying that right? Yes, you're totally getting that right. And we were like the three musketeers. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's so cool that you came all the way from the Caribbean. And it's just, uh, I love it. It was actually really incredible because I was kind of yeah longing to do that. But I didn't even know how to start, where to start. And Carenza actually started that whole thing. And she messaged messaged us and was like, yes, because I follow Sue Bryce since 2012. And then slowly, uh, I think Bettina first jumped on that boat and then Carenza. And we became really here like a little local um, fort, like mm-hmm. the Sue Bryce uh, Caribbean girls. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I, I have a million questions for you because I say this a lot, but sometimes people will be like, <laughs> I can't make a good living with photography because of where I live or whatever. When you live in this Mm -hmm. tiny little island and you Mm -hmm. even said during this recording, before we actually started recording that we might lose power because (laughs) that's how it works for you. You know, so 
I just, I have a million questions for you. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Because honestly, I was like, what can I contribute to Surprise Education Portrait Masters to all of you? What not has been said already. So I'm actually oh my really gosh. curious. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll start then. So your brand, everything that I look at, your website, your Instagram, every photo that you post, all the awards that you've won in the Portrait Masters, you're a fellow yes. as well for the yes. Portrait Masters accreditation, <laughs> which is incredible. You are Thank the you. definition of a luxury portrait brand. The, the, I mean, just everything about what I see and what you do in your branding is so luxurious. But here's what I love even more is that you are so friendly and approachable on top of it. So it's not like you're so like luxurious that no one, <laughs> that people might feel intimidating, but your work is unbelievably incredible. Thank you, Nikki. <laughs> That's really, uh, it's oh, getting hot here, hot flashes. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, you don't see me blush, but uh, no, thank you. And I actually, it's so funny because I think I'm really very much myself and I, I say strange things and do funny stuff and it's just the way I am. But it was so interesting. I just had recently a client and she reached out and we did her maternity and then we did her motherhood. And then she told me at some point, because really it's, I can almost say every client becomes so much a friend that I don't know how to handle them all anymore. <laughs> but she said like, oh, I'm so glad I reached out to you. And I asked her like, yeah, why wouldn't you not? And she said, yeah, I looked at all your things and I was really scared. I said, scared of what? And she said, I don't know, but I was so intimidated. I said like, good that you tell me that because maybe I should do a few more, um, how do you call those lives or those mm -hmm. things? Because I was really, really surprised that she was afraid actually to reach out. And I also remember in the past, I used to very in the beginning, I was uh, here on Bonaire, I had to find a, a beginning and I was a, a, how do you call that? Managing director of an internet cafe, IT company. And people told me that I, when they come in, that I look so unfriendly, like the resting bitch face kind of thing. And I was oh, like, yeah, I have it's that just, too. I'm super concentrated guys. No, I'm doing really good, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you bring up a really good point. And I think this is something that's really important for all of us, for everyone listening. The way that we come off, that we think we're coming off in our, across in our brand might not be what the clients are seeing. Because mm -hmm. I know you're super friendly and approachable and the nicest person. You know that you're that. <laughs> but if you're not showing that in your brand, because maybe I just have it in my head because I've met you in person and you know, your energy is just so easy and friendly. And so I think that is a really good, something to listen to that feedback from your yes. client and put mm -hmm. yourself in your marketing more, put yourself, do some videos, do some lives, do, you know, anything to get yourself into your branding more. Yes, I think you're totally right. And I was very surprised, I have to say, because I do have on Facebook a few lives. I have actually on my Instagram, I was on local television a couple of times. And you can see me, I'm the way I am. I'm not super luxuriously dressed or something. So I was surprised at this point in time. But I will take that on, that advice, for sure. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so real quick, for people who don't know your brand, mm -hmm. so your Instagram is Felicia Chuta portrait so, actually on instagram i left the it's uh, this is complicated it's schütte in german it's an ü but it doesn't exist schütte. so if you translate it to english it's ue and i make it more difficult that on instagram it's just u so schütte basically but i think on others i had ue but it's 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 messing my own mind up but well you speak many languages right 
A few. <laughs> I mean, that in itself is remarkable. <laughs> yeah. You have to survive here, right? <laughs> it's amazing. It's incredible. But I just want to spell it for people who want to check out, you know, while, as long that. as you're not driving while you're, while you're listening. So it's F-E-L-I-C-I-A. So Felicia. And then it's S-C-H-U-T-T-E portrait. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Yes. And sometimes it's just you without the E. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Okay. So anyway... The way that you like portray your brand, everything is done so well and so beautifully. I, I mean, it, everything is just like perfect. The way you showcase your folio boxes and your wall portraits and just your images and everything is done so well. Now, are you a designer? Did you do all of this yourself? Well, I'm a one one woman show basically, and I think I have a very big advantage, possibly because I'm an architect. So I studied okay. architecture in Germany. Before that, uh, I think what is called high school in the states. I went so after primary school, I went to a middle school, and then I went to a, a further school that was uh, with a um, how do you say that? It, it um, my main core of the what I chose was your major. Your major yeah. at university or college? No, not even the university. Before it was one, something in between middle school and university. I think you could call it a kind of high school. Okay, and it was a specific school, and that uh, I could choose. And I chose you um, uh, achieved a high school degree that allowed you to go to university, but you also achieved a profession, and that was called a technical assistant for anything that had to do with basically design. So during that school, I already was connected to yeah photography in a way painting technical drawing and all those things and the, after that I went to university in 1993 till 2000 and I studied architecture and I finished ar finished architecture with a master so I have I think a long journey of yeah let's say design architecture mm -hmm. all that and looking back to it because I prepared myself a little bit for this recording and I was like Wow, <laughs> that has been actually gradually building up onto each other. But when you're in it, you don't see it, no? Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh, this is so interesting. Okay, so Felicia, set the stage, before we go any further, set the stage for the listeners of what your business is like. What do you shoot? How often are you shooting? Do you have a studio? Like that sort of thing. Okay. So, yes, predominantly I'm a portrait photographer and I really uh, love to shoot maternity which you will see all the all the way I also do motherhood so it means really the mother and the baby or mother father and the baby mm -hmm. so besides that I call it my three B's so it's beauty boudoir branding and that is also something I really love to integrate. I have my 40 over 40 campaign and uh, it can be beauty boudoir branding or a mix of all. Also, actually, for every for every client inquiry, if they don't really know what they want, I right away say like, oh, we can do a mix of all, you know. <laughs> and besides that, and this is just on the sideline and there's the connection back to being an architect. I on request with objects I really adore and that don't hurt my eye. I do uh, real estate photography, but you don't find it anywhere. It's it's locally here known. That's enough. And yeah, I love campaigns. So that comes a little bit from all the way in the beginning when I was just playing around like, but we don't have it really here. Like if I could get my fingers off some kind of creative shoot fashion campaign thing, I love that. I love to do complex things. Also, again, the architect in me, I have to make a 
<laughs> I have to make mm -hmm. a project out of everything. And sometimes it's like, Felicia, can you just chill and do a 15 minutes branding shoot if it's requested? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. So I'm totally opposite. I'm like, I like efficient and <laughs> good for you, Nikki. I need a mentoring from you to get my brain flushed out. <laughs> I know everyone's so different with how, with the level in which they like to create versus you know, how much Crazy. time they want to spend. It's funny. Okay, yeah. so do you do this full-time then or you still have your full-time architect job? No, I would say by now, I think since the last two or three years, I'm pretty much full-time portrait photographer. Okay. And I say, and you will, if you go to my website, you see right away the splitting to architecture and photography because I'm like, I don't want to handle two websites. And yes. yeah, I take on very, very selected clients, usually some out of uh, my past and do only the architectural concept because that's what I love for everything else. There's a lot of other professionals on the island. So very, it's maybe one architectural project per year as a, as an impromptu pre-design design object. Okay. So gotcha. yes, photography. Okay. So from what I saw on your website, it looks like you have a $500 session fee and your yes. portrait collection started at 3000 Is that dollars? That's in US dollars, yes. US dollars, okay. Yeah, I left it just open because I read somewhere as soon there is a, how do you call the dollar sign or the euro sign? Uh, uh, as soon that is in front of a price, it looks more expensive psychologically wise. I don't know if it's true. So I just put the numbers. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Huh, interesting. I've never yeah. heard that, but I think you're probably right. <laughs> now that I think about it, I'm like, that makes a whole lot of sense. <laughs> okay, so here you are in this tiny little Caribbean island, and you're charging starting at $3,000, $3,500. Yes, that's for the boxes. Yes. Okay, let's talk about this, because I know there are people out there probably like, what the what? <laughs> you know, because that's an excuse for people, that I don't live in a town with a, a big city or where there are wealthy people everywhere or, you know, that sort of thing. So let's let's talk this through. First of all, yes. who are your clients? Are most of them local? Are most of them coming, traveling to you? So let's talk about that. At this point in time, they're locals, most of them. Also, maybe it's specific. The Bonaire is belonging to the Netherlands. So we have also people who a lot, they get born here, go to school, go to Holland, come back on vacation. So I call them still local. Okay, gotcha. Right? Yep. So everything that comes from Holland has been here is local for me. And I want to expand to possibly also get visitors, meaning tourists. And that's something I just stepping into might be might be a topic for another <laughs> for another podcast at some time. And locals, we are kind of multi multinationalities are on this island. So and there's a, a nice mix. So locals are really the Bonarians locals and then we have the ones that come from Holland are not born here but live here are also locals and then you have Latinos they love this whole thing <laughs> mm -hmm. and we have also people from America from Germany so locals are different nationalities and it's also really interesting if others are in similar situation like me like how to see how the different nationalities and mentalities react and what they want and it's just such a journey i'm still discovering myself well and this is interesting the reason i asked if local or not cuz i i thought about that i thought you know i wonder if lisa has tapped into the tourist market yet and mm -hmm. so it's interesting that that's something that you're tapping into. And once you feel like you're ready, let's have you back and we'll talk more about that. But mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, so most of the people live on the island or have lived there in the past and are coming back. 
Not most. That's also. Uh, so I refer to them as local. So okay. we have the gotcha. locals that are living here or those who left but come back on vacation. That's all locals because okay. they belong gotcha. to so Bonaire. All locals. Mm-hmm. Okay. All gotcha. locals. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And now I I want to focus on a couple things with you because one, your technical skills, your lighting skills, your posing, all of it, they are like masterful, just top notch. So I want to talk a little bit about that and how you do it. But I also want to continue talking about your pricing and how you're charging and how you got up to this amazing average. So did you start at the beginning charging 3000 for your starting package? You know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling I know it. <laughs> of course you know the answer. Of course not. So I maybe need to go back in time a little bit. I started working for myself in 2012 before I was an employed architect. And then I had a camera, you know, the girl was a camera for everything. And then I made the jump because I just wanted to grow and there was no growing possibility for me anymore. And when I started 2012, I really jumped into the deep blue. There was no backup plan or nothing. No, I I quit my job. I was done (laughs) Mm -hmm. and there was nothing. I had a rebel camera with a kit lens and the girl was a camera, right? Everybody always like, hey, do you come to the birthday party of my son? Bring your camera. And that was uh-huh. all for free. Mm-hmm. Typical story, like so many of us. And in 2012, I had to write a business plan. I had to make a company because I'm a foreigner. So I put photography in there and a lot of other things that I thought I can do. <laughs> and then, okay, now come to the birthday of my son. And it's like, yeah, but now I'm, it's, uh, mm, uh, you know how it goes. And now I'm charging for it. <laughs> Right. And right. it was this, I like, I, I, I picked a number out of the sky. It was like some, I think maybe I started at $150. Ask me, shoot and burn. Yes, I admit. And very quickly, I noticed, how oh, I'm charging. I want to up in my skills. That's where it actually started. I wasn't even thinking of money because I had no idea I was running straight to bankruptcy. <laughs> Most people don't realize it's, you know, that if you're not charging enough, no, you're going to go under. Your business is not going to succeed. <laughs> but yeah. I was not worrying about that. I was worrying about to get better. And mm-hmm. that was 2012. There was no online education. Now you you can bury yourself in an online education. But I was like, I want to up my skills. How can I learn? And there was one professional photographer on the island, maybe two. They're all into underwater photography. And I asked him and he had his doubts teaching me because we all know that state probably if you act fear-based, that's also something that comes back maybe in our talk today. And he was fear-based. He didn't want to teach me not to have concurrence. Okay. So I searched the internet and of course you find YouTube. And the problem with YouTube was like only bits and pieces, nothing comprehensive. And then I found Creative Life. On Creative Life, I found Sue in 2012. So I'm a long-term student here. And with all the learning, of course, develop the understanding for pricing. And yeah, there was also Susan Stripling, uh, our uh, Excel sheet guru. And very quickly, very quickly, mm-hmm. I was those two main teachers for me. I chose those two and for life, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I run my numbers. Well, you know the whole process. If you really run your numbers, first you die and then you resurrect. <laughs> 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 yeah, something like that. And then I really sat down and then out of a sudden, uh, 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 for a shoot, you know, becomes more than reasonable, almost too little. And sideline, at some point, people people drag you no, into weddings. So I was doing weddings for a while, uh, just five, I think, or six, I don't know. And then I 
went back to portrait photography. And there actually, it's a little interesting story. So it was my last wedding, basically, because I had my prices up to, I think, the smallest package wedding, four hours, I don't know, 2,200, and then four, till 6,000. That was, I had small, medium, large, between two and 6,000. And then I had an inquiry that lady wanted to have everything, the engagement shoot, and then the wedding coverage, and then a photo shoot in the National Park here, and I don't know what. So it became, I calculated and it became over $10,000. I was like, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then the wedding planner reached out to me and exploded over me. And this is a very interesting thing also for people maybe who struggle with pricing. I, at that point, put the pricing, but wasn't comfortable yet. So, and you will attract an incident or incidences that will reflect that back to you 500%. So I had my $10,000 calculation was like, yes, but same time, like, oh my God, she calls me and she makes me small like a little mouse with her words. I don't know if that's a saying in English, probably not. Anyway, that makes I, sense. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I remember, and that is uh, physical, I remember I was sitting and had her on the phone and I was shaking. I was shaking. I couldn't breathe. I was paralyzed. But, but it was okay because she, I couldn't talk anyways. She was just talking for 15 minutes what a bad person I am (laughs) and how I dare and so on. And well, I know it came from a place of she was not charging enough herself as well, if I may say. And then something very remarkable happened. And I think that may relate to these 90 seconds. I, at some point, because I couldn't speak, started just profoundly breathing. And out of a sudden, this calmness came over me. And it was something I will never forget. I feel it now even. I feel my whole body is vibrating as I speak to you. So I had to breathe because she didn't let me talk. And while breathing, the calmness came over me. And I realized I know exactly what I'm doing. This is all calculated on on real numbers. I know for that what that bride wants, it's a reasonable pricing. And when she was done talking, I said, okay, my dear, it's calculated. It's based on facts. If you think it's not for your client, that's fine. However, we shouldn't judge our clients. If you think you have a bride who wants my services, feel very welcome to reach out to me. This is my pricing and I know very well where it's based on. And that came from inside. And well, long story short, I never did a wedding anymore, but I I gained a very great experience within myself. And I think I had to experience it. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's such a, a powerful story. I think we all at some point, anyone who has significantly raised their prices, I think we all go through that at some point where we have this moment, this like shift. Okay. So for example, in episode 26, Emma Berkesell, she talks about how she had an experience where someone was shaming her over charging $75. So she went down (laughs) to $50. Yes. And she ended up, you know, having this sort of experience that really helped launch her into her $2,000 average from having that experience. So we all go through something personal that helps us just really, truly get through that block of what our value is, you know, and finally understand that I deserve, (laughs) I deserve what I'm charging. And if people are either going to charge it or they're not, obviously Sue talks about this all the time and all of the videos. And I'm so glad you had that experience because I mean, look where you're at today. Yes. 
Yeah, I can only agree. And it comes either because you have already a healthy value understanding of yourself or you do the work. So you run your numbers at least to, it doesn't maybe have to be in detail, detail, even though of course that helps. But if you run your numbers of your business and the numbers of your living, you get very, very good understanding of what should be a minimum. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so from from here, when you were charging, I think you said 175 or 150 or something, how did you get up to that higher price? Did you just go for it? <laughs> um, in the beginning, I would say between 2012 and I know exactly when it became more solid in 2016. So that I would call always uh, the learning, the pre-orientation, learning everything, mix and match and totally chaotic phase. <laughs> so there I was maybe from 150 to 500, which is still a joke. And then I made the jump to the wedding with 2000. So at least that was a moment where those numbers kind of became familiar. And where I really noticed this is getting serious now, and that is also maybe uh, something nice to share and may help others. So I had still this before, like when a client comes in, you know, I checked him on Facebook, like, does he have money? What a stupid thing to do, actually, by the way, because if he has a big car, doesn't mean he spends money on photography. We know this whole topic about what is actual value, what is valuable to someone. But I was still very, like my pricing went up and down with my judgment over my client or my personal well-being. If I felt good, I charged more. If it was less, it was less. So between 2012 to 16, I was somewhere between 500 and maybe 1,000, basically for portraits. And in 2016, there was here a local market, like a fair. It was a wellness market. And I did the jump. I said, like, I want to participate. I have to do with wellness. I just declared I'm a wellness business. <laughs> I got a little stand outside here on the local market. And I, at six, 2016, I had an intern, which was also great because I was in the position I could create marketing material and all those things. And the point I want to make is I was out the first time, really, with a stand. So I needed material and <laughs> I needed my prices. And I couldn't say this client, this prices, and that client, that prices, but I needed to literally written in stone. So what I did, I sat down, I said, okay, Felicia, small, middle, large, three prices. Klar. <laughs> and that yeah. was, I remember, yeah. I know my starting price, it was, I think, 10 images for $1,200. And then maybe, I think, 2,200 and 3,300 for, I think it was 12, 22 and 32, something like that. And that was a key moment because the moment you write it down and you give those, I had little business cards. Uh, so on one side was the contact and everything. And on the rest, on the back side was the three packages. I gave it out and out it was. <laughs> and it only went up from there. So I literally every January raised my prices just to that little, you know, when it starts feeling uncomfortable. So I was right, kind right. of comfortable with the lowest, but the middle and upper was uncomfortable. And that helped me in the years to raise where I am at. And I have to say, since 2020 COVID, I did not raise my prices. I left it. and um, But the prices actually are the same since ooh, 2000. 19, 18, 19. But I changed my packages. So what they get. So the 3000 I have, I think now for three years, 
and then the Nexus 4 and 5,000, 10, 15, 20 images. But what I gave changed a little bit. So I'm always fine-tuning mm-hmm. because I'm comfortable with three, four, and $5,000. More feels uncomfortable. It's really yourself. It's nothing mm-hmm. else. It's mm-hmm. 100% yourself. But for example, I used to, for 10 images, I don't know when and how. It used to be four or five outfits. And I don't know, in the last year, it developed to be 10 images, 10 outfits. Do you know what that means? You know. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's like a six to eight hour shoot. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Well, one thing I noticed about your work. So, you know, obviously you have dominated the maternity category and... (laughs) Sue said that. Masters. Sue said dominate. dominate. Okay. <laughs> I am saying that personally. Just scrolling through, you have, a, let's just say, you have a lot. <laughs> you have a couple <laughs> golds. I mean, you know how hard it is to get a gold. Like, you, not, not, most people don't get golds. So you, anyway, and when I scroll through, so if you go to the portraitmasters.com and you click on the awards, you can see the past category winners. And when I was scrolling through the maternity photos, I was looking at the top 20 and it was like, Felicia, 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 <laughs> Felicia, Felicia. And, but here's the thing I really, really love is they all look different. Yes, it's your style. You can tell it's your work because of the way you light it and just, just things about it. But a lot of times when people submit like, you know, a couple of the same photos from the same shoot with just a small variation, it loses the wow factor where you bring it consistently with different wow factors based on how you're styling it and just like diversity and expression and props and everything. So you are just completely always mixing it up. So I can see how if a client is getting 10 photos with 10 outfits, like you are putting your (laughs) all into that. Yeah, but I need to be a little bit more efficient. So like now the 10 images, I brought it down to five outfits, two backdrops, Mm -hmm. but they can add on. But then it's additional outfit, 250, additional backdrop, 250, and fine art styling, $250. So it has to be in balance with what I give. If I have a six, eight, 10 hour shoot, fine with me, but that can then not be 3,000. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, I love that. And you're setting boundaries around it. Yeah. Where I think sometimes people will just like throw it in, you know, throw in the extras and that sort of thing where... No, 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 I'm done with that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then how often are you shooting? How many of these shoots are you doing per month, let's say? Well, (laughs) I think that's exactly the core you're hitting there because with the intensity, like I said in the beginning, everything becomes a project. I I can't handle a lot. So if, if I would be able to do every week one, let's talk $3,000 sale, I would be really happy. However, it's not. It's uh, my average, the lowest package is 3000 but my average is continuously uh, around 2000 since 2017. So I'm pretty steady in my $1,900, $2,000 average. But it's not because of the amount of photo shoots, because honestly, I, on that level, on that high level with 10 outfits, 10 pictures, I can do only two a month. It's a lot mm-hmm. of preparation, a lot of communication. Sometimes I need to build headpieces or mm-hmm. whatever happens. And the editing too. Oh yeah, retouching. If I if I retouch 10 images on competition standard, th- th- that's not done in an hour. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> At least mm-hmm. I, not with me. And I love to edit my own pictures because for me, it belongs together. That's why I am, and that might also come again from the architecture. I want to go more towards even less images, but higher quality. That's yeah, I just implemented mm-hmm. fine art. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I just did the step two months ago on my prize list. I have fine art images. And there it's starting 
at one for 2,500. And then the, depending on the sizes, right? So the next bigger one is three, four, and five. And mm -hmm. I honestly, if I may just bring it to the universe and speak it out loud in front of everyone, because that's the first step. I seriously want to go to to enlargements that go towards $10,000. That's my goal. I don't know how long I will need for that, but you know what I mean. I, I'm, mm -hmm. I'd rather create one masterpiece that is perfect, 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 than doing a lot because it bores me. I think that's the core. I'm getting bored. I, like mm -hmm. architecture, mm -hmm. I, I plan one house for one person on one location And that's maybe also where the diversity might come from. I That's exact, at least an intention. I want to create every time at least something a little bit different, else I get bored. <laughs> right, right. And this, okay, I love this. I love this so much because this just goes to show that using this business model, you know, and just pricing yourself at industry standards works different for everyone, but we can all be successful doing it. So for example... You want to create this one amazing fine art piece for each of your clients, right? Mm -hmm. And you can do that, and you do really well. And I also I want to I want to go back to your pricing in just a second, but of course, like that's incredible, and that works for you. Whereas for me, like in my personal branding course, I'm teaching people how to shoot to sell more, to sell more images in a with a variety and efficiently, based on different outfits and backdrops, and you know just different. Mm -hmm different variables there but my goal is I want to get as much variation in as quick as amount of time so that I can sell more of those photos and help that client to just make their branding incredible whereas yours is a totally different experience for a client and I have been the client that you're talking about so mm -hmm. Sue did my maternity photos yes both I for know Van and both for Dre. all I needed was I mean one she gave me I mean she gave me way more than one yeah but she could have taken my favorite one from each of those and I would have paid her as much as anything because yeah. those that one portrait of me <laughs> oh, it brings me to tears just thinking about it mm -hmm. with each of my babies just mm -hmm. was so worth it to me yes. and so again it's two different business models that work in two different ways that we're both super successful at and you just have to choose what you want to do and what works for you Yes, I can agree. It's really about oneself. I mm -hmm. tried, you know, I had in the beginning the, was it the 20, 20 30 image boxes, the biggest, right? Mm -hmm. And I did that, what you're saying, the biggest possible variety in outfits, posing, backdrops, but it killed me. Even if I have already two images with the same outfit, I don't want to retouch the second anymore. Mm -hmm. I, I don't <laughs> want to do that. So I went down from 30 to 25 as the biggest package. Now I have 20. I'm like, eh, actually, I want to do only 10 <laughs> yeah, for the box, yeah. you know, and then for 5,000, I'm just throwing numbers here. But I, it's my mindset. I know it's just my mind to get to those prices. And I have my blockades, of course. But I feel I feel like less, less images and more into it, if it makes mm -hmm, sense. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, your branding is so on point with everything that you're saying. It truly is. It feels luxurious. But you had mentioned that you're averaging right around 2,000 or a little bit more than that. So yeah. how is that? If your smallest package is 3,000, yes. what's bringing that average down? Are you doing a la carte? <laughs> Yes, I have. And that is my, uh, probably my personal block still. But I have an entry price for one image, digital only, printable to 28 by 36 centimeters for 750 images. And I do have 
people coming in, they just want this one digital image because that's really all they can afford. And sometimes even that's a payment plan over half a year. But my small community, and that's something that consistently I have built up over 10 years now, they will come back at some point and then maybe they spent the 3000 or did you no you did not on my website doch i have that actually my um i have three options the revealed box starting at 3000 and then i have my enlargements and then i have digital options and it starts like i said one digital for 750 dollars three for 1500 and five for 2000 that brings down my average if people go for digital only but if okay. they want wall art they have to jump to me back right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, so now <clears throat> let's say someone is just getting that one photo. Are, mm -hmm. are you showing them unretouched, unedited, and they're choosing which one and then you are making it amazing? More, sorry, more amazing than it already is? Or are you just choosing the one and you show it to them and that's what they get? There has been a change since COVID. Before, I was still doing the so-called revealable from Sue. And for example, if somebody just really wants one, I would show them three to four retouched ready. And sometimes okay. there's an upsell, sometimes not. I think I can safely say I never had someone who did not buy. So they buy at least that what they said or more. Mm -hmm. Since COVID, we all had transitions. And uh, now I'm actually right now at that point, I have a mix between either a Zoom reveal of unretouched images or I send out proof sheets with saying proof sheet on it. And either they know exactly. It depends a little bit. I feel the person. You feel it. You have women. They know exactly what they want throughout. Mm -hmm. From wardrobe to how many images for what. Yes. So I know already. I don't need to spend time on a Zoom. You know, they know what they want. And it happens within the same day. I get this and this one, you know. While people are more needing guidance, I, I may do the Zoom reveal. But by now, I'm so comfortable because I get a lot of things right in camera and the things I don't get right, I explain to them. They will be unretouched. They will be things you may not like. Most of them I can fix. So ask me, like wardrobe malfunction is the biggest. Sometimes maybe shine if, when I haven't seen it on, on the skin um, that's most of it, basically, because everything else I pretty much get on point. And I tell them also the skin is not retouched. So I will work on the lights and shadows. I'm not saying wrinkles, of course. I, I, it is mm -hmm. it is light. It's No, our lines are lack of light. And if you have dramatic light, you may have showing that more. So my clients are very, very well educated. And that goes throughout my whole process. I'm clear as crystal. And I repeat myself 10 times to have clear everything, especially the pricing. And that goes for the same for the reveal. So back to your question, if somebody wants one image, I know the person knows very well what they want. I show them maybe four, six at top. If somebody wants one, but I feel there is some stretch to it, I may show even 10 and they may up buying five, you know? So, and if somebody, some, for example, wants a box of 10, same thing. If I feel they pretty much know and I really show them the top of each outfit, it might be maybe 12 or 14, but it could be 30 or 60. If I feel like, wow, there's a lot of great ones and a photo shoot usually for me takes longer than anticipated because we're all into it and up to it and I lose track of time. So it can happen. I have to admit that I show 50, 60 unretouched and they may top up to the next package. Okay. This makes sense. 
Well, first of all, I want to encourage you to get that number up for that fine art portrait because, and especially, you know, I know you have, I'm assuming that you've made a name for yourself locally, of course. I would yeah. love to see you open that door to, to tourists for sure. So I, I again, I would, do want to talk more about that, but I want to hear about how you create this art, your portraits, because I think I remember you saying you have a quite, quite a small studio. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about this. Yeah. I, well, I will have a studio tour coming out, I guess. Oh, that's right. Yes. Okay. So that's right. I, I do want to <laughs> thank you for reminding me of that. When this airs, this recording, I'm not sure yet if it will be out yet because it's still in production. But mm -hmm. I'm so glad you brought that up because people will be able to see your entire studio, right? Yes. Okay. I can verbalize it briefly, but then yeah, it's better to be understood. It. Just briefly, I have, and I'm so blessed, I have next to my house, my way to work is literally 10 seconds. I have a little apartment and that apartment consists out of two small bedrooms. And it's really like you have a double bed and you can walk one meter around. So I think it must be some 16 square meters, which I looked it up for you. It's some 172 feet and that's twice. 172 square feet, right? Yes, at twice. Oh so I'm sitting yeah, now in my well. little office where I have my workstation and a little vanity where hair and makeup used to be before COVID. Now my clients go to my uh, hair and makeup artist because I try to keep minimum contact. And then mm -hmm. I have in the middle a tiny bathroom. So just a little bathroom <laughs> and a little, little, little tiny entry. And then it's the same room next to it. That's my so-called studio. So I have on the floor a six by nine drop and a six by nine drop vertical and that's basically it then I can just walk around I have my my apple boxes to one side and is you will see it in the in the studio tour but that's the space I work with yes oh I can't wait to see it <laughs> I, I think this is a block for people too that they they have to have this big fancy studio in order to to produce fine art and you don't I mean I'm guessing that your studio is quite beautiful and that you've made it really beautiful within that small space but I mean that's like just over 300 square feet I think altogether because you said 172 square feet twice right yes and then the bathroom and the little tiny step in entry I calculated somewhere between 38 to 40 square meters which comes somewhere 410 to 430 square feet okay, I, I didn't measure it. it but yeah yeah, I mean, this This is just proof that you do not need a lot to create fine art. No, that I can safely say. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah, I'm living proof. Tell us, I know this is going to be in your studio tour, but just give us the overrun that you use studio lights, correct? What kind of equipment do you use? That's a good question. Actually, I have to look it up. <laughs> no, I'm really laughing. And if I tell you that, maybe I don't want to gonna win golds anymore. <laughs> well, no, okay. I love that you don't have like, are you saying, and I'm guessing this is what you're saying, that you don't have like the top notch, most expensive gear of all time? <laughs> I had to look it up, honestly, because once I did a workshop online for another platform, I was invited anyways. So I have a second hand, I think it's a new, newer, newer strobe. And I got it second hand with the softbox around. It's double diffused. It's about one meter fifty. And I don't even have a backup battery because that thing is so old <laughs> that I can't, it's not a joke, I'm panicking here. It's so old that I cannot get a backup battery for it. So don't wow, ask yeah. me from when I cannot even find it on the internet anymore. That's my main light. 
before I got that second hand, that was, I think, in 2018, maybe 19. Before that, I worked with my two speed lights, Canon speed lights. I have an older one. Oof, I forgot I had to look it up. It was, I don't know the numbers. An older one and a newer one, which is also now old. <laughs> so that's my light. And I move that around all over the place. So when people ask me what lighting was it, like, ah, uh, <laughs> no, but I have a systematic, of course. So I have my main light, which I use most of the time. I don't have a lot of space to back off. That's my problem. So I'm when I need to do a full body length, for example, a lying pose, I'm with my behind literally either in my cupboard or in that little entry area. That's no joke. <laughs> and the person is already reaching over my backdrop. So I have a lot of retouching to do, but mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's what it is. But you make it work. Yes. And honestly, like I said, I want to go to uh, higher prices and not necessarily more clients. So that's also actually a question I have out here. Like the average actually is not the only number we need. We would actually need also an average depending on clients somehow, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Because if someone's average is 10,000, but they're only doing two shoots a month. Yes. That's quite different than, <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So than just someone a, who's, yeah. Especially because like my shoots are start to finish, including hair and makeup, two hours tops with six outfits. Where Ooh. So I'm doing a couple of those. I used to do 10 a month. And now wow. with, doing the pod, yeah, with doing the podcast and just some other things, I've, I've scaled it down to like four or five a month yeah. in order to fit in everything. And, and that works really great for me. But if I was spending the amount of time and energy mm -hmm. and effort that you are, there's no way that I could do no. 10 a month. I would die. No. <laughs> That's why also we're jumping back. We come back to the light. But I, I don't want to do more than two clients because it goes so in depth that, or maybe three, but also something interesting. We come back later. I discovered why, and actually for this podcast, it has to do with my personality also. But so I really prefer few clients and even more, more high end. That's where I want to go. Mm -hmm. But back to mm -hmm. my studio lights. So I have my strobe, my secondhand newer, and I have two speed lights. And it's really interesting because I think I optimized this space because the value of working close from home right now is more important to me than anything else. Because, of course, I dream, I said that also in the studio tour, I would want a space. I can fill a space that's five times bigger, easy, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> with all yeah, my wardrobe alone. My husband always complains, like, when I bring new wardrobe and it's in the in the main house, like, when is this going in your studio? <laughs> it's like, ah, <laughs> when I, when I, I reorganize it. it. Yeah, it's really funny. But I optimized it. So I have... On my right-hand side is a white wall. On my left-hand side is one window. On the right-hand side is a reveal wall, which served me as a reveal wall. During shooting, it serves me as there is my matting powder, there's hairspray, there's clamps, there's all the little things you need. There is also, I always, always have a, a visual. Every photo shoot is well organized. So I really have each outfit combined with each backdrop I want, the lighting. And I have like a little kind of coat. So BL is backlight. So I, on one look, I see what I had planned out because I know if I don't look at it, I go wild mm -hmm. and I'm ending up somewhere what was not the plan. <laughs> <laughs> so there's my plan. And also the upper shelf is my speed light position. Because I don't have space for too many light stands and all those things. And I don't have them. Half of my, I have three light stands. They're all broken because in this climate, everything corrodes. All the plastic uh, breaks. Yes. 
it is terrible. So I lay my speed light on the upper shelf. That's my bounce. That's my my um, my base light, my base base layer, base layer. That's the one that's reflecting backwards and upwards. That's my base layer. And then my main light is my newer Octabox. And then I have my backdrop angled 45 degrees a little bit in the corner. So behind, I have one speed light on a light stand most of the time. And that creates either my backlight and I bounce it towards the wall. So I have my whole white bed sheet. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. You are hacking the shit out of this and I love it. I can't wait to watch it. I cannot wait to watch it. Serious. That's why I said like, if, if that gets public, there's two ways. Either, you know, I lose uh, credibility or everybody loves it. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm looking at just... your work, the fact that you're hacking it is like, it makes it even a million times better. So if you go to the Portrait Systems YouTube channel, yeah. So the portrait system on YouTube, if it's not there yet, it will be there soon. Again, not sure exactly if it's out when this interview comes out. So check back yeah. if it's not. But Wow, this yeah, is incredible. The, yeah, the fourth light position is I have one more small, tiny little wobbly light stand. And there I have a strip box that I also got secondhand. And so one of the speed lights has then to go in the strip box and loses its actual position, if that makes sense. So I have actually four main positions of light and then I play around. And sometimes I do an overhead. I have a, a, a boom arm that literally cannot be screwed tight anymore. You, you're going to laugh, really. I reveal all my secrets here. And so for that boom arm to keep it in place, because I cannot lock it anymore, I have to have a counterweight that is dive lets from my husband. So you're going to laugh. <laughs> yeah, so that's my lighting and yeah, my backdrops. So good. Yeah, so good. Okay, I just want to shift gears because we don't have a whole lot of time left, but I want to to hear about how do you get your clients? What what would you say is your your number one source of clients coming mm -hmm. in? Is this going together with marketing a little bit then we can get that together? Sh sure, yeah, a little go bit. for it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm not I'm not a networker in the sense of going to the classic network yep. events. It freaks me out. It I tried <laughs> it a couple of times, it just doesn't work. I'm freezing. But what I really love to do, so I have a different kind of networking, which I may call 101 relation building. And that goes over since I live here. So it was, I don't know how, but we're now at 20,000 people. I think back then it was about half. So a lot of locals know me or know me via, via. So this 101 relationship building, I think, is one of my strongest things I could develop for my business. And that can be anything from the midwife to a wellness center to a Reiki thing to a, a, a farm who does goat cheese, the hair and makeup artists. So that are businesses, business relationships, but these are all women. So actually there's almost all my relations are also those who come for shoots and have their own networks and Sue says that, right? What do women do best? Talk. <laughs> Talk. <laughs> so I think that is a big base. And I did not build that overnight. Like I said, 10, 15 years. What I really love to do is also corporations. I have invented corporations here some 15 years ago before I even just started my business because I love these photo sessions. I call that always fun shoots. And 15 years ago, I already asked someone, hey, can you do hair and makeup? And it wasn't even a thing. And so... 
I'm very, I think, strong in that. So relationship building 101. And then already for years, I kind of see where I can contribute to the society. And every second year we have an animal shelter auction. It's a fundraising and artists oh, wow. donate their work. And I say like, I'm an artist, you know, like we said market. I'm, I'm in wellness. I can always find a reason to bring it to a certain topic where maybe somebody says like, yeah, what I do ha have I to do with animals because I'm not predominantly shooting pets because I have dogs myself and I, I cannot do that here. Anyway, so every second year I donate a photo shoot with me. And last time I think I was the highest bid. I don't know what it was, $2,000 at that point. It was before COVID, three years ago. So people get to know me. There's everyone sitting at this auction who has a business or who can spend money and donate, right? Mm -hmm. So that was That's a big great. one. Even it was just one event. And don't get me wrong. I am a hermit crap. You cannot get me out. My friends never see me. You have to drag me. Now you have to drag me into public and it's like a vampire, like, oof, the light, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then many years ago, we had an organization here. It was called Bondut. That was for a weekend. Everybody helping people in, in need, doing something, painting a house, doing it. I was photographing that. That was a long time ago when I was still doing events and everything, you know. But that made people know me. People know me that I don't know. So that works. Then also since a couple of years now, I'm teaching. I used to teach at one school. Now I teach at the Biomedia School, which also filmed my studio tour. And I teach once a year a workshop for basic of photography and I made sure to involve television and newspaper. So I was, I don't know, every year at least once on television, on local television, explaining how to teach the youth. And there's parents and children. That's the next generation. So it, one of my things in my guilt and shame area is bragging. So I hope it doesn't come across as bragging. No, not even close. Yeah. We want to hear it all. Yeah, but it's really this television newspaper. If people have problems with that, just turn it around from, oh my God, I'm going to be on television. It's about like, how can you contribute to your local community? As small as it is, it's very powerful. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, I think there's also a saying, maybe you know it, but what can be bringing you up can bring you down very fast as well. So I have always Always on Facebook, you do not see one bad post of me. I do not accept anything which goes like washing dirty laundry or something. So I'm very aware <laughs> of me as a person being my own brand since beginning. Maybe it's also, again, this, you know, how an architect is presenting himself. And as an architect, you always represent the client no matter what. And that just go is in my blood. So... That comes to Facebook and Instagram. I do my posts. I tried blogging. Uh, it's a dead thing for me. I know it's good, but I just, it. I focus on what I love doing. Very simple. And of then course. those little yep. markets and there's maybe a Christmas market before COVID, of course, or fairs. And it's maybe once a year only, but that's when the people see me. <laughs> and I really love my own campaigns and I... I sometimes get lost in executing them because I have all these great ideas, <laughs> like my 40 over 40. And then now I have a wellness campaign coming up in preparation to targeting more on, on uh, it's, it's a trial. I did a post on Facebook the other day and to open this door to how can I get 
tourists because I do not want, for example, a one-day cruise ship tourist. That's not what I want, you know, but I want to build relationships with, um, how do you say, higher-end uh, vacation habitat, yeah. habitats. Yeah, that's a great idea. And offer a wellness product that has been my dream for the last four years. I didn't do anything. But so now I'm doing an own campaign in October where I involve a small team of different wellness stations. And of course, it has to culminate in the photo shoot because that's my thing, right? And right, I want right. to, because I really strongly believe in this looking good, feeling well, feeling well, looking good. It all goes together. It doesn't matter where you start. It's a circle once you start. So that's my marketing slash where I get my clients from. So it looks like it comes all from Facebook and word of mouth, but there's this whole thing, what I just told you behind it. Yeah, that's great. And it's, I love that you're not just doing one thing and relying on that. You know, mm -hmm. you you have such a great variety of things that you're doing, and it's really exciting. And I can't wait to see where you go. We definitely have to have you back on, you know, once you start to grow this this fine art, you know, pricing more. So I'm excited for you, Felicia. I'm also excited. I have no idea where it's going. And the pressure is on now, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. No, I'm just um, no, you'll get there. You will. Look how far you've come. It's incredible. Yeah, true, incredible. true. Yeah. All right. Well, just for time's sake, I do have to get to our last segment of yes. the show, yes. which is I have four questions that I always ask at the end of yes. each episode. And the first one is, what is something you cannot live without when you're doing a photo shoot? Yes, and I have thought about it because I knew that was coming. And <laughs> it's so contrary to so many things I hear. I need silence. <laughs> mm -hmm. Seriously, next to my spider belt and a lot of other things and a hair elastic, but silence. Music drives me crazy. I'm Too so many energies. I'm Are you so on, Nikki? You on Can yes. I kiss and hug you? And I had only once in all my clients where the client was like, hmm, where's the music? I was like, ah, <laughs> I did not even come to the idea. And then I noticed it. And I did research on myself already. And actually, just lately, I was researching. And just for you today, I researched again. And I figured out I have a sensory processing sensibility. <laughs> oh. We could not be more mm -hmm. in tune with this. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes, 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 yes. For light it's, and sound, it drives me nuts. Yes. Felicia, we have to talk about this more oh later on. Yeah. And you know I, what? Yeah. The last Portrait Masters I was in 2018, it was so unfortunate. I missed the whole talk of Felix because I was in bed with a migraine because it was mm. unbearable for me, the, the sound and action in the area. And I loved to be there. I cannot just not cope with it. And I even looked further. I'm crossing with empaths and also clear sentience. I just know things. I can even sense it when I have a scorpion in the house. It drives me crazy. Wow. Silence. We'll Silence. have to talk more about this. That's yes, that you absolutely. Get migraines. Ugh. Sue oh. and I were just talking. I was just visiting Sue recently, and, and we were talking about light and sound and just all the different sensory processing mm -hmm. things that happen. And I can't have certain light. Like if there's an overhead light on, Mm -hmm. I can't have it another light coming from a specific direction. Mm -mm. I'm fortunate that I don't get migraines. I just am like really uncomfortable. It makes mm -hmm. me feel like out of control in my body. I don't know how to explain it. But oh, it's, I know. It's with, I feel, I know. Yeah. But I with music, it. it's I put it on just because 
I feel like I have to have something, but I put it on low <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's just there to kind of break the, like, I don't know, awkwardness Honestly, or whatever during hair and makeup and that sort of thing. But if I had um, my preference, it would be silent for sure. As soon as everyone leaves, it's off. Nikki tried because I think it's about inner comfort. I never ever even thought about it. And I hear it so often that people say, I need music. I need music to get the client in the mood or I need music to feel better or whatever. Empowering. If somebody has it, my blessing. But I, I don't know. I just bring that to the shoot. I have never, like I said, once somebody asked for it, just try it or put it every time a little lower, a little lower, a little lower till it's gone. I'm sure you don't need it. For what? It's a focus mm-hmm. thing also. I focus 100% on my client. There's so much going on already. I, If you cannot stand it, I would say, you know, bring it down to zero. Seriously, yeah. yeah. No, and also like I can, for example, when I sit somewhere and I have I have to view the light, I turn always with the back to the light source. I cannot stand it. You you develop a lot of strange habits. <laughs> and oh, yeah. Until recently, I thought, okay, I'm just not normal. And people tell me you're super sensitive and you're you're annoying and you're uh, how do you say exaggerating? It's like, for example, no, I cannot it's stand very a, real. Oh, I cannot stand a ventilator next to me somewhere a television talking to someone and in the distance is screaming a child and then there's a, I go crazy. <laughs> Flying must be hard for you. I, I haven't, I, have fly, I had to go, yeah, 2019 was the last time, but um, uh, earplugs is my saver. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, um, noise canceling things for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. It's funny, okay, one last thing about this and we'll move on. You know how I yes. have, I don't, know if you, I don't know if you know this or not, but I have tinnitus, I have ringing of the ears. Oh, tinnitus, yes, I had that, yeah. I used to have that. Okay, so, Okay, if you got rid of it, I need to know your secret. But so they recommend this white noise. If you oh. give me white noise, I like want to shoot myself in the head. My my babies, <laughs> when they had to have white noise, it was so hard for me, but I, I just had to deal with it. Yeah. But white noise for me is like the word. I'd rather hear my ringing than hear white noise. Oh, serious? <laughs> it's like such okay. a weird sensory thing. <laughs> okay, weird. Yeah, maybe the frequency uh, isn't uh, isn't going well. But for all people out there with migraines, there is one killer meditation. It is actually, um, I had to look it up. Maybe I put it in the Facebook uh, group. Yeah, there is one can. meditation. It is actually a sound, but a very low sound. And when I feel a migraine coming up, I immediately stop everything. My key to migraines is stop everything, no matter what. Go into relaxation, 15 minutes, worst case an hour of that, and I'm back. Hmm. Without medication. It's I refuse sound. medication. It's a sound. Interesting. All right, moving on. So, okay, number two, the question is, what do you do when you're not working? How do you spend your time? <laughs> do you know my answer? <laughs> you're always working. <laughs> yes. I, yeah, because when you do what you love, it doesn't feel like working, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm always learning. I, I'm so obsessed with learning. And if it's just a podcast here, I love, I have not even listened to everything from our masters. I love Richard Wood. I love Pat- Pratik. And I love Felix, you know, and I mean, Sue, of course, <laughs> but learning, learning. And besides that, one of my main values is really um, personal growth. So I'm really big on learning, yeah, awareness. Yeah. I do love yeah. meditation, just sitting in silence, and often I don't do it. But so these are my things to connect to myself, my inner source, and from there everything is coming. Everything. I used to say that before in architecture, like where do your ideas come from? Literally in 
my sleep. It's not a joke. <laughs> it's not a joke. I have a problem. I let it rest and the solution mm -hmm. comes in my sleep. Um, so I love also to look at inspirational things. I love Pinterest, Instagram. I just love everything beautifully, visually appealing. And besides that, I'm just a homebody, like I already mentioned, a cave woman. So I love my home. I love my garden, my dog, chill. And I discovered lately Netflix, which is really deadly because I don't need to tell what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I love movies. I love good movies, really good movies. And if I get a crappy one, I'm like, oh my God, look at that light. And my husband is like, can you please just shut up? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. Okay. Number three is what is your favorite inspirational quote? Yes. Also that, honestly, I needed to decide and I have to <laughs> because I'm kind of a, a quote uh, maniac. I love to put quotes to posts because mm -hmm. I know my client, I know what may resonate with them and the image. So I am constantly always looking for quotes already also since I don't know a long time. I had my first quote when I was 16 on my mirror from Zeneca. I even forgot it, but something like ev live every day like a life itself. But I found a quote because I was asked to put a quote on the portrait master on the Instagram for my last feature. And I was like, that is what I do and what a lot of people do. And it is as we work to create light for others, we naturally light our own way from Marianne Rathmacher. And that oh, one was wow. like, and literally and symbolically, we are doing that. Right. And I was like, wow, this is a, Amazing quote. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's really. I have a second quote and my own my own mission. The second quote I really love, and that's I'm a Gemini and I'm I have two names, I have two poles, and this is the other side. Thinking is hard work. <laughs> that's why so few do it from Albert Einstein. I love that quote. <laughs> no, because it is the source of everything. Thinking is the source of knowing oneself. It is controlling is a hard word but you know making sure your emotions go the right way and it is everything everything yeah. and it's hard work yeah. and the third it's one true. is actually remember in the portrait masters 2018 sue put up this huge board it was white and we all had to write down why we do photography why and i got my sentence out within one second in my brain and that is portraiture is a journey within Side note, mm. within myself and mm -hmm. within the client self. Um, so portraiture is a journey within. Let me take you by the hand. So that's my personal mission, mission statement. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Awesome. Me too. <laughs> okay, number four is what would you say to people who are just starting out? Whew, I did think about that. And I think it depends on what level you are. If you're a total beginner and you love taking pictures but actually don't really know what you're doing the 90 days challenge top number mm -hmm. one mm -hmm. out of the question um and then followed by or if you already know photography i would really look into all the areas of self-awareness knowing oneself what are your weaknesses supposedly because they are really your greatest strengths in architecture, we also always used to do that. When there's something where you think you beat your head on it and why doesn't it go, don't work against it. Work with it. Make it your advantage point. Make it your strengths. And then follow your heart, seriously, because follow your joy, 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 joy. I'm listening a lot to Abraham Hicks since, yes. especially the pandemic, she kept me 
like it's, it's a brainwash. It's a, it's an understanding. It's finally working on your belief systems that is just not yours most of the time. So follow your joy. Meditate. If it's just sitting still 15 minutes and whatever, you know, let it go, go, let it go. All is good. <laughs> Attitude. And then the next is really learn. Learn from the best. Go to the Portrait Masters and Surprise Education. It's at your fingertips. It is incredible. By the way, I'm very curious uh, with your <laughs> branding, even though I don't do really branding so much. But your <laughs> that must have been such an adventure, Nikki. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> oh, it was so fun. It was so fun to put it on. And I'm a hack too. So I just tell everybody Serious? everything I oh. do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so learn from the very best. Go straight to the top and forget all of the rest. And whatever your area is, if it's landscape, then look for the masters. Practice, practice, master your craft. And then the next one is really go easy on yourself. I have been so hard on myself and still am. Be patient, be sweet to yourself, talk to yourself, you're your best friend, start doing that. Because everything else, life wasn't meant for that. Life was meant to enjoy, to experience, to have fun. To, to get the best out of yourself. You don't serve anyone and anything, not yourself, no one else, if you play stupid. So stop that. <laughs> and mm -hmm. do one step at a time. And I love Nemo, just keep swimming. Do it. Because it's a process. I do this for 10, 15 years. And I had my downs that I couldn't get out of bed, literally. Just do one step. Go up, shower. You know, just whatever. Go easy. Yeah, that's good. All really, really great advice, Felicia. So thank you for that. <laughs> thank you. All right. So one more time, if people want to find you, your website, your Instagram, how can they find you? Okay. So my website is a generated name. It's www.creativeandvision.com. And it's only one E in the middle. Okay. So creative and, and, and vision blend together. So Yes. Thank you gotcha. for saying Perfect. that. Yeah. Okay. And that brings you further and Instagram is your name, correct? Yes, Instagram is, you can find me under Felicia Schütte, but it's U only, Felicia Schütte, to be nice, confusing. And then we have <laughs> Facebook, and it's facebook.com slash creative and vision. Or I think if you put in Facebook, just Felicia Schütte portrait, you should find me. And the easiest, if everybody forgets everything, just Google photographer Bonaire, and then you find them all, and you find me there. <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you again for spending your time with me today and telling everyone what you know. I can't wait to watch your studio tour on the Portrait System YouTube channel. And we're going to have you back again once you get, you know, more things going. I hope. And I thank you and the whole gang so much for yeah inviting me, having me, talking to me. It's a total pleasure. And I want to just compliment you because I'm listening to these episodes and I, you're doing an amazing, amazing, beautiful, beautiful job with this. It's, I think it's natural born. You are natural born for this. <laughs> well, thank you. I certainly love doing it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, my dear. I will see you soon, hopefully, if not online for yes. sure. And I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> and I know it was a lot and chaotic, but I hope it's good enough. <laughs> oh, stop. This was perfect. You were wonderful. <laughs> thank wonderful. you, Nikki. All right. You take care. <laughs> you take care with your kids and everything. Thank you. I will. Thank you. Yeah. Bye, girl. Thank you so much for listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Your five-star reviews really help us to continue what we do. So if you like listening, would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen? 
I also encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com where you can find all of the education you need to be a successful photographer. There are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 90-day startup challenge plus so many downloads showing hundreds of different poses. We have to-do checklists for your business, lighting PDFs. I mean, truly everything to help make you a better photographer and to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com.